This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Wednesday the 13th of October in your Squiz today. Branch stacking and IBAC. An unfolding energy crisis. Vale Eddie Jakku. And the power of ice cream. This is your Squiz today. Anti-corruption investigations appear to be having a moment, Claire. We're heading to Victoria for this story, though, to a case before IBAC, the Independent Broad-Based Anti-Corruption Commission. They're looking into allegations of branch stacking by Labor MPs and their taxpayer-funded staff. Just to get our bearings here, branch stacking involves signing up members for a local branch of a political party so that you can have power and influence over decisions, such as who gets pre-selected for parliament. This particular situation kicked off last year with an investigation by The Age and the Sydney Morning Herald into Victorian MP Adam Somirek and claims there of industrial scale branch stacking. Yeah, if it's not ICAC in New South Wales, it's <laughs> IBAC in Victoria. <laughs> Just say they're really having a bit of a moment. Uh, what Somurek was accused of, as you say, is industrial scale branch stacking. He was accused of paying personally for people to sign up to the Labor Party and therefore he would be able to control their vote. There are others who are also accused of that, including federal Labor MP Anthony Byrne uh, and others. And hearings this week, Byrne has really turned on his former ally uh, and said that Somurek's sole objective in this whole exercise was just to have power. Yeah, his testimony was quite something turning on his former ally. Byrne admitted to branch stacking and his testimony is creating headaches for both state leader Daniel Andrews and Labor leader Anthony Albanese. That's right. And those came to the fore yesterday. Uh, Daniel Andrews has been mentioning this because he is part of the socialist left faction. Uh, and what Anthony Byrne said yesterday was that his branch was also involved in branch stacking. So there are calls for the Premier to be called before that inquiry to answer questions. Uh, for his part, Andrew says that he's always followed the Labor Party rules and he doesn't have much to say about it other than he's very concerned. Uh, Anthony Albanese, the federal Labor leader, uh, has also come up for question about his handling uh, of Anthony Burns' testimony and whether Burns should be moved on from the party given he has confessed to taking part in that branch stacking. Uh, this of course, all comes at a difficult time for Albanese because he's just about to launch uh, a lot of pressure on the Morrison government over the Commonwealth Integrity Commission. Uh, that legislation is due to be in the parliament uh, as we head towards the end of the year. Lots going on. The IBAC investigation has a few weeks to run yet, so more to come. As for former New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian, her public anti-corruption hearing will kick off next week. As always, we've got you covered with the backstory to anti-corruption commissions, what they are, what they can do, their powers. With our Squiz shortcut on the topic, I'll pop a link to that one in your episode notes. On to international news and after a three-month ceasefire, fighting has restarted in Ethiopia with the government there launching an attack on the Tigray forces in the north of the country. Before the ceasefire, the violence and fighting saw thousands killed, Claire, and millions displaced. 
Yeah, and it's Prime Minister Abiy Ahmed who really is uh, at the centre of all of this. He is someone who is a former Nobel Peace Prize winner uh, and he disappointed many when he ended up launching those attacks on his own citizens last year. It's been quite a bit said about what has happened there, claims of ethnic cleansing and, as you say, deaths in the thousands and the displacement of a couple of million people. Uh, Lots of concern from the United Nations and also from aid organisations there about the state uh, of that country. Uh, There was some hope with that ceasefire that things would be resolved, uh, but there was plenty of disappointment yesterday with reports from that northern uh, part of the country that those attacks had started again. It's tricky to know the exact state of things as communications in the area have been cut off. More to come on this one. On to environmental news and a new study says that at least 85% of the world's population has been affected by human-induced climate change. The study looked at events such as crop failures, floods and heat waves and where these could be linked to global warming. Yeah, there's been many reports in the last couple of years to talk about man-made climate change and exactly how many of us have been affected by it. Uh, This is quite a big new study. It has taken into account 100,000 other studies and lined it up against climate change data uh, to get to that 85% number. Um, Also yesterday, America's official climate researchers said that 2021 is on track to be the most active and costliest year when it comes to to disasters. They've had 18 disasters in America and the record's 21, which was last year, and they think they're on track. Each of those disasters have cost more than $1 billion. So it's quite a serious thing when they get into counting for the cost of these things. And back home here with an eye on the fast approaching COP26 climate change summit, reports say that the Australian government is getting ready to finalise their climate policy. That'll go to Cabinet today. The Nat will then meet on Sunday to go through it forensically, according to Nationals leader Barnaby Joyce. From climate change to an unfolding energy crisis, fuel and power prices are hitting record highs, Claire, and some analysts are saying we're about to have the worst energy crisis since the 1970s. Yeah, just as, of course, we're talking about COP26 and reducing emissions, uh, there's all sorts of issues with the spike in price of fossil fuels and a reliance still on those. Uh, When we look at what's happened in the last 24 hours, global oil prices have spiked to their highest level since 2018. Uh, Coal prices are also at record highs. And there's no one explanation for what's going on. There's a whole heap of things like a surge in demand as nations shake off COVID. There's issues in China. They've had floods in their key mining region. Uh, They've also run themselves short of coal because they basically put a stop on Australian exports. Uh, Russia is a big energy supplier. They're playing all sorts of political games. And many countries, of course, are trying to implement emissions reduction targets uh, and that has left some of their countries short of power and the need to fire up really quickly which of course sees demand go up and prices spike so there's a lot going on in that space. As you say a lot going on a lot of factors at play with that rise in oil prices petrol prices here in Australia could be set to hit all-time highs just as the country is set to start opening up. Not really what 2021 needed. Yeah, you don't want to go on your Christmas holiday paying like $2.50 for petrol. No one needs that. 
Holocaust survivor Eddie Jacku, who called himself the happiest man on earth, has died, Claire, aged 101. He lived an incredible life. He did. He had many near escapes, of course, in Nazi Germany as a Jewish man. Uh, he and his family, though, eventually were caught up with and uh, were sent to Auschwitz, and there his parents were murdered. Um, he was at that point in his early 20s, and he managed to escape a death march and eventually moved to Australia um, shortly after in 1950. Um, what he is best known for here is taking that very dark part of his history and turning it into something good. He really lived by the mantra that life is what you want from it. It's in your hands and it's your decision to be happy and put a dark past behind you and move on. I'll pop a link in today's episode notes if you want to read more about Eddie's life and that incredible wisdom that he had. Australian endurance swimmer Chloe McArdle is hoping to break the world record today for the most crossings of the English Channel. She has a secret weapon up her sleeve, Claire. She's going for number 44 and her secret is ice cream. That's because it increases (laughs) body fat, particularly fat around her organs, and that's meant that she's been able to stay in the water for longer. Uh, She's an incredible athlete. She's a very proud Australian. She kicks off on that swim later this this afternoon to hit that world record number 44 crossing yeah it's a huge feat 34 kilometers worth of swimming in pretty difficult conditions she'll be making that attempt at 2 p.m today so keep an eye out for that we might leave it there have a good one have a good wednesday and we will be back with you tomorrow We talk a lot about cybercrime and hacking because almost every day there seems to be some breaking news about another big data breach. But NordVPN can help protect you online, kind of like a cyber bodyguard. It protects your personal and sensitive data while you're online to stop it from falling into the wrong hands. That way, you don't have to worry about keeping your identity and private data safe every time you log on. And even if you make a mistake and click on a dodgy link or open a suspicious email, NordVPN's threat protection will kick in and delete it before it makes a mess of your computer. To find out more, and get a great discount, visit nordvpn.com forward slash squiz today.